Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by William Butler Yeats. As I mentioned yesterday, Yeats died 80 years ago yesterday. So I was going to read a poem yesterday and today commemorating his life and his work. He lived from 1865 to 1939. And as I mentioned yesterday, was an Irish poet and certainly one of the most important figures of 20th century literature. Today's poem is called The Wild Swans at Cool. It is a lyric poem that was written between 1916 and 1917, and then was first published in the summer of 1917 in a journal called The Little Review. It ended up being the title poem in a 1919 collection called The Wild Swans at Cool. This is how it goes. The trees are in their autumn beauty. The woodland paths are dry. Under the October twilight, the water mirrors a still sky. Upon the brimming water, among the stones, are nine and fifty swans. The nineteenth autumn has come upon me since I first made my count. I saw before I had well finished all suddenly mount and scatter, wheeling in great broken rings upon their clamorous wings. I have looked upon those brilliant creatures, and now my heart is sore. All's changed since I, hearing at twilight, the first time on this shore, the bell beat of their wings above my head, trod with a lighter tread. Unwearied still, lover by lover, they paddle on the cold, companionable streams, or climb the air. Their hearts have not grown old. Passion or conquest wander where they will, attend upon them still. But now they drift on the still water, mysterious, beautiful. Among what rushes will they build? By what lake's edge or pool delight men's eyes when I awake some day to find they have flown away? The, the form of this poem is actually one that I'm particularly interested in. It's got five stanzas. Each of them are basically iambic. Uh, they have basically iambic meter with a bunch of other meters involved like tetrameter and trimeter and pentameter. And then they have the same rhyme scheme in each stanza. So each rhyme scheme is A, B, C, B, D, D. So there's a lot of formal uh, consistency throughout this poem. And Gates is one of the great uh, masters of iambic pentameter, in my opinion. Uh, he did a, a lot of blank verse in particular. But this is one of those poems that that form allows him to actually be freed in some way. So there's, there is the meter, there is the rhyme scheme, there are these patterns that he's sticking to. And I think that those patterns and those forms allow for the musicality of the poem. He's speaking of something very mysterious, obviously. He uses that word. And in some ways, I suspect that had he allowed himself to just to write free verse or to, to not adhere to a specific form, he wouldn't have been able to speak to the mystery of that beauty as profoundly. I think the form itself is beautiful in that he understood that. And so in sticking to the form, he was able to, exp to make an expression of that beauty, of the mystery of that beauty, despite the lack of mystery in the form. There's a... It's a paradox there, which I think shows up in a lot of great formal poetry, that the beauty, the mysterious beauty, shows up in the beauty of the form. And I think that one of the things he's getting at here is that in the beauty of these forms, there is, there is hope and there is grace. When I was researching this poem a little bit, I actually ran across something on Wikipedia. I just, I like to check there for the dates and things like that. And I noticed that there was a quote by scholar Daniel Tobin, who notes that when he wrote this poem, Yeats was melancholy and unhappy, and he was thinking about how he was getting older. Wikipedia puts it, he was reflecting on his advancing age. 
And then also some romantic rejections that had happened to him. And then also the ongoing Irish rebellion against the British. So there's all this, there's this very personal turmoil, relationship turmoil, inner anxieties, and then also this external turmoil. And Tobin suggests, according to the, the Wikipedia thing, and no, no, Wikipedia is not the, the be-all end-all, but I, I thought this was useful. He reflects that this poem is perhaps about, or at least touching on, Yeats's search for a lasting beauty in a world where, in a world where things are changing so profoundly. As I mentioned yesterday, uh, Yeats, like many poems of his era, was living through great turmoil at home and abroad and in so many different ways. And so his poetry so often is reflecting on that. And it's not surprising that a poet would turn to nature for, for beauty, for lasting beauty. And I imagine that the form itself offers him some order to process that beauty, that reveals that beauty is lasting, that in a world of chaos, the form itself, the poetic form itself, offers him something to grasp onto. I think that a lot of poets are like that. I think some people just say it's just about expression, right? But I think that, that, that the form itself allows poets to process anxieties and things that they're going through, ways of looking at the world, ways of expressing what they're seeing, um, and, and allows other people to join them in those contemplations. And I think this is a good example of that. It's a very personal, simple poem in some ways, but I think it expresses all of that. So one more time, the wild swans at cool. The trees are in their autumn beauty. The woodland paths are dry. Under the October twilight, the water mirrors a still sky. Upon the brimming water among the stones are nine and fifty swans. The nineteenth autumn has come upon me since I first made my count. I saw, before I had well finished, all suddenly mount and scatter wheeling in great broken rings upon their clamorous wings. I have looked upon those brilliant creatures, and now my heart is sore. All's changed since I, hearing at twilight the first time on this shore, the bell beat of their wings above my head, trod with a lighter tread. Unwearied still, lover by lover, they paddle in the cold, companionable streams or climb the air. Their hearts have not grown old. Passion or conquest wander where they will, attend upon them still. But now they drift on the still water, mysterious, beautiful. Among what rushes will they build? By what lake's edge or pool delight men's eyes when I awake some day to find they have flown away? This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another one.